Merry Christmas and welcome to our special Christmas episode of A Kingdom Perspective. Scott and Steve here with you to discuss A Kingdom Perspective on Christmas because that seems appropriate for this time of year. And before we start, I just want to uh, put a disclaimer out there and be as clear as I can that uh, on this episode, we're going to be having a, a frank discussion about Christmas traditions related to Santa Claus that might not be particularly kid-friendly if you catch my meaning, if you're listening with kids. And so I leave those decisions to uh, to you, the listener, but you have been warned, Santa will be discussed. So you and I were talking um, before we came on about, there, there is a sensitivity this time of year, isn't there, amongst Christians about, you know, a few years ago, it was the Starbucks cup. I think, I was trying to remember it, but I, I think it was something about not including the word joy. Like, how dare one, you right. put my coffee in anything but the goblet of Christ? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, we've, we talked about happy holidays. Yeah. That some Christians will feel how very da- defensive How, how could that. you say that to me? Right. Why would yeah. you want me to have happy holidays? Right. Yeah. And Merry then, Christmas. That's the only thing that's good enough for me. Yeah. And, and you know, I, what I really don't get uh, about that is I want everybody to come to, to know Jesus, obviously. But if you're Jewish and, and we're friends, I, I do want you to have a happy Hanukkah. Right. I mean, I hope your ha- Hanukkah is good, you know? And so I, I don't really get that sentiment, <laughs> that, that defense. I don't need to stomp Christmas into your forehead. Like, right. it's okay with me if you have a good time not celebrating Christmas. Right. Yeah, I want you to know Christ. Right. You know, because I, I, I believe in, in him. But yeah, I want you to, you know, I certainly don't want you to have a miserable time with your heritage. Right. Well, why do you think that, why do you think this is, why do you think we get so sensitive? Like, like just because the manger isn't on my coffee cup or just because someone says happy holidays and X- doesn't you say Christmas. Xmas. Oh yeah. yeah. Xmas because, yeah. you know, someone wants to abbreviate. And let me, let me quickly walk down this road because I know a lot of people that get very offended by Xmas, assuming that it means that you're substituting, you're taking out Christ, you know, taking Christ out of Christmas and you're putting an X in there in its place. But understand that the Greek word for Christ starts with the Greek letter key, uh, which is represented in the Greek alphabet by a character that looks like an X. Right. And so if you're going to abbreviate Christmas, it's not completely inappropriate to use an X to stand in for Christ. In fact, that was a, was commonplace um, in the in the the early the first century, excuse me, first second century, using that Greek letter key as an abbreviation to stand in for the entire word Christ was a commonplace thing. Not saying that that's what everyone's doing when they use Xmas, but some of it's laziness. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's, it takes so long to write this word, right. but. <laughs> It's, it's not inherently like 10 letters. A, it's it's not inherently offensive it, or it doesn't have to be I guess no. is, is is my point. I think that there's a feeling amongst a lot of Christians that we're we're losing this kind of historical understanding of America being a Christian nation and you know centered on Christianity and I think Christmas is a time to try to hold on to that. Hmm. I, I think that's what some of it is to answer your original question about why. Right. We want to keep this in everybody's face that this is about Jesus. That we have this sensitivity. And I actually experienced it in reverse. I I just attended a Christmas program at at my kid's school, and I ended up being surprised at how many Christian-based songs were sung. And, and performed in in a public school setting that like we are they're up there singing about you know the choir's up there singing about Jesus in the public school setting I'm good with that you know like I'm that's enough for me 
That what was it? Did they name him? Just out of curiosity, or was it a, songs about a king is coming and things like that? It was more that I don't I don't uh, recall specifically which songs, but it was more about like this baby and this. Right. The, yeah. Okay. The, the, I mean, it was refer, referring to the story, but stopping short of you know Jesus is Lord mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, but that's I mean that's good enough for me. It's I, I, if you're gonna have a Christmas program that's like mostly Santa and Rudolph, and then you also are gonna make reference to the fact that there's something else going on here that's beyond Santa and Rudolph and presents and trees and 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 that hints at a deeper meaning. I'm happy with that as yeah. a Christian. You know, it's funny. You, you know, I I did I find myself even sometimes going down this defensive road or whatever, Sam was watching a Christmas special the other day um, based from the movie Home. It was all about the meaning of Christmas. And at the end of it, they're almost like chanting this idea again and again and again that the meaning of Christmas is Christmas is a warm feeling. And I'm looking at my six-year-old, I'm going, that's just not true, buddy. It's a celebration of a moment in history that, that changed the world. Right. I mean, it's not a warm feeling, although I have lots of warm feelings this time of year. But that's a different thing. That's a, you're being drawn to lights or music touches right. you in a specific way or whatever. But I think that rather than, you know, just hate this time of year, you know, I'm in ministry and like, oh, here we go again. I've got to do these songs again. I've got to preach the same story again. Rather than hate this time of year, I, I see it as an opportunity that this is a time of year when everyone everyone is on board with, we're going to celebrate Christmas. Right. And everyone's, they're going to celebrate it different ways. And as long as I'm not a jerk and like force my faith on other people, there's a window here yeah. during this holiday season to, to get people to look a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper past the, the Christmas traditions of trees and gifts and Santa Claus into but but what else? But why? Like, maybe just maybe it means a little bit more. Well, exactly. Right, you know? The, you know? Right. That that the, the the story of the Grinch hint, even hints at it, right? Yeah, I, it's a great time of year to invite people to church. It's a great time of year to to make that kind of a kind of an invitation because everybody people are looking for ways to celebrate. They may not even know what they're celebrating about, right? Uh, or what what they should be celebrating. But it's a good time to kind of teach that. And def- our defensiveness is an obstacle to that. That you can't be all angry at people and bring them along to Christ. Right. So we, we have to, I think, dial that back a little bit. And we really shouldn't be expecting the world to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Right. I think that's a silly thing to expect. Well, we've we've danced around this a little bit, and, and I, I want to stop dancing. So uh, I, I know some Christians who are very opposed to sharing the Santa story with their kids, with their family. That they are very opposed uh, to to using this... Uh, as as an explanation for Christmas, and I think I think for most people, at least the people I've met, it it comes from a motivation of I want my kids to be raised focused on Jesus, focused on the nativity, focused on what right. Christmas is really about biblically, which is good. And I think the stand is that I think this other stuff is going to get in the way of that. Right. And so I guess my question: What about you? Do you do you use the Santa story with your family? We got caught in the crosshairs of Santa. <laughs> There's no other way to describe what happened, but that needs to be a song, or right? Something. Caught in a crosshairs, a country song. It's a country <laughs> caught, song. Caught yeah, in Santa's crosshairs. That we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do about Santa because we have a lot of different friends with a lot of different opinions, and we said, "Well, Sam, Sam was like two and a half, and Christmas was coming up, and we said, I, we, we think we have another year or, or two 
to figure this out. So let's just think about it. Let's just pray about it. We'll, we'll figure it out. And we were putting our two and a half year old lovely son to bed. And he said, I want to know. And he kind of <laughs> held up his finger. He said, I want to know, is Santa real? <laughs> and Cheryl and I, we just got caught. We, we didn't know what to do. So we looked at each other and we said, no, he's not. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I wish we had planned it better, you know, to have the discussion. And he said, you're lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> and we said, we're, we're not lying to you. Uh, he, he's, he's not real. And we, then we talked to him about St. Nick and about how lots of different people play Santa now. And so that part of the story is true, that we give gifts to, to one another because of this example. But man, I, we just didn't even see it coming right then. Yeah. I mean, he really caught us off guard. I don't recommend not making a decision before your children are born. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's our story. We had a long conversation, uh, more than one, about about what to do uh, with with this. I was I grew up uh, full on immersed in in Santa, writing letters to Santa, and uh, you know getting up Christmas morning, and you know there were other gifts under the tree before, and then on Christmas morning there was these magically new, all these new right. gifts. Um, there was they were wrapped in different paper. I mean, like it was elaborate measures uh, to to you know feed into this. And and I don't I don't uh, think it did any damage or anything. Like I don't resent it. I think it was fun. I, I think I remember I remember when I I was old enough and and moved out of belief. Uh, it, but but it, it wasn't traumatic for me. Um, I, I didn't feel lied to or anything, anything like that. Any of those reasons that sometimes I hear like, oh, I can't lie to my kids. Like, oh, you do that all the time. Like, why not now? But so it's, it's not, it's not any of that. But we had a long conversation, uh, my wife and I, and we decided that we weren't going to, we weren't going to push it. We weren't going to try to like perpetuate it and feed into it. And so from pretty, pretty early age, we, uh, we, we had a book, a Saint, a book about St. Nicholas and, and about where it started and who St. Nicholas really was. Um, that, you know, he lived in the third century and he was a Christian. He loved Jesus, totally devoted to serving God. And that was important for us uh, to emphasize to our kids that the model for Santa Claus loved God and, exactly. ser- and served God so that they're not opposed to each other. Santa serves God. Right. Uh, and, and that was important for us to, to, to instill in our kids. And the idea that he used everything he had to help the poor, uh, that he was known for his generosity, that he was known for the, his love for children and, and all of those things. And all of those things came to represent, you know, that they're all represented in Santa Claus. And so they're all positive and it's all, those things are all good. But if I'm being perfectly honest, some of it is is selfish. I look back at getting up on Christmas morning and I wonder, you know, how excited we all were for all these gifts that Santa brought and then how the gift I remember the gifts that had my parents name on the front tag were like a sweater. And it was like <laughs> lame. Like the stuff from my parents was lame. Santa brought the good and stuff. Yeah, the yeah. stuff from my parents was like dumb and the stuff from Santa was just amazing and over the top and and I look back I'm like, man, my parents never got any credit for all this great stuff and like I'm like I'm not doing that. Like my kids are going to thank me. Like they're, they're not, I'm not going to get up and give them all these gifts and like go to all this trouble of like, like doing all this legwork and buying all these great gifts only for them to be like, oh, thank you, Santa. What the heck, man? You're going to thank me. Yeah. You're going to be grateful to me. So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of selfish, you know, some, some of it, honestly, if, if, if I'm really taking a good look at it, but that's the, that's the decision we made. But I, I have no problem at all. 
uh, with a family that is is full on into the Santa stuff. Like well, I, said, I don't, I don't I even know for. Way. I'm not even for sure what we would do if we like really thought it through. <laughs> you know, we we really got trapped in a in a scenario where he was like, "I want to know," you know, and so we we told him about the Saint Nick thing too. You know, we we told him that that story Saint Nicholas and what that was all about. And I will tell you, you know, we we talked about how Saint Nicholas was now in heaven and all of that. And there is no more traumatic parenting experience than our son, Sam's in the back. He's driving with his cousin and his cousin says, hey, let's play true or false. He says, okay, I'll give you a statement. You tell me if it's true or false. She says, Santa Claus is real. And our son says, Santa Claus is dead. (laughs) He's in heaven. (laughs) And I thought my wife was going to have a heart attack. (laughs) And she said, well, well. Saint Nick, you know, that Santa kind of, you know, and, and kind of went into this whole thing. But I mean, you are talking about a traumatic parenting moment <laughs> where, you know, you're driving the car and you're like, you know, so Santa Claus is dead. It's funny. I, I was just having a conversation with my youngest son. Um, we we're doing some Christmas shopping and he, he's nine. And he expressed that, that he uh, was disappointed that we didn't uh, do this, do the the whole Santa thing. My son has said the same thing. Yeah, he he uh, he he was joking, but he's you know he he accused me of robbing him of his childhood, which is a little uh, dramatic for yeah. my for my there are other ways. <laughs> yeah. Right, but but uh, but yeah, I mean it's 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 an important decision, and it's one you need to make. But um, I feel comfortable with with the way that we've celebrated Christmas. That you don't feel regret, like when he says something I, like I that. I don't, and and yeah. we watch we watch the Santa Claus, you know, with with Tim Allen, and and we watch you know movies about Santa and with Santa we watch Elf and I mean my kids are are you know totally familiar with the with with all the Santa stories and everything and and I have no problem with that but it is it is a really interesting thing that you know my son will watch Frozen or any other number of Disney movies and he will not have the reaction I want to know if that's true but there's something about the Santa story yeah, I'm really intrigued by that. You know, just, of, of what that is. It rings true with children. Yeah, it rings true with children because we hadn't really talked about it at all that year that he was two and a half. You know, we we were just kind of doing our thing. We watched the movies and stuff. He's like, I want to know if that's real. You know, somehow he, you know, thought that it could be. One of the, I think, the side benefits that I didn't really see coming when we made this decision uh, is that we've been able to make some distinctions with our kids between. Uh, Santa between the Santa story and the gospel message. Right. That I think that as much as I'm really am okay with the Santa story and mm-hmm. with all the Christmas, all the secular Christmas traditions. Really, it's I'm I'm good with that stuff. You have to differentiate it from the gospel. You do. You do. You do. I, I and mean, I, I think sometimes when yeah. it, when they bleed into each other, I think kids in particular, but really all of us get kind of confused at Christmas time. And I think there, I think you need to differentiate when there's when there's a clear difference. And so I think that it's been a it's it's been good for me to say, well, this idea of the naughty and nice list. Right. That, you know, he sees you when you're sleeping. Creepy. He, he knows when you're awake. You know, he knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. So one, the motivation to be good is just for the sake of goodness, which I don't right. I don't know what that's about. But be good. And what's the result? You know, for, for kids, what, what what's the deal? You better be good so Santa will come. You better be good so you get those presents. Well, what presents? Well, the things you asked for, the things you wrote a letter to the North Pole, or you went and sat on Santa's lap in the department store, and you told him what you wanted. And, and, and so if you're good, 
you'll get those things that you've asked for. You'll get the things you want. He brings good gifts to good kids. And then like in the most extreme turn of all, like it's not like bad kids like get less gifts. If you're not good, like you make the naughty list, you get coal. Right. Like nothing. And really, you kind of compare that with the gospel of grace. The idea of grace is that while we were still sinners, Christ Jesus died for us. He, he came for us. You know, I just was studying the idea of John the Baptist being the preparer for Jesus, preparing the way. And his message to, to the crowds on one particular day was, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the coming wrath. You know, it, it was a statement Merry of- Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That you're, I actually saw someone had a, a Facebook meme that, that showed like a Christmas card of John the Baptist <laughs> and said, Merry Christmas, brood of vipers. <laughs> Merry, you know. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> right, exactly. And that is a preparation for our Savior, that we're a brood of vipers. We're, we're sinful. We're not always perfectly good, right. you know. We we you know we are sometimes good. There, there's goodness in us, but we also make the wrong choice. We do the wrong thing. We sin. And while we were sinners, Christ Jesus came for us. That's the gospel. It's well, not if you've been good, He's come for you. While you were bad, He came for you. Well, and and really, I mean, this whole naughty and nice list. We're just encouraging kids from an early age to compare their behavior to to other kids. Right. You know, because it's not like the naughty and nice list is be perfect and Santa will bring you presents. Right. It's be good enough. Yeah. Right. You know, like be be don't don't be like, you know, Timmy over there. You know, yeah. be good and sorry if your name's Tim. I just picked that out of a hat. But uh, just be good. I'm sure, you're perfectly be, nice. Be good enough. Yeah, most Timmies <laughs> yeah. I know. I don't know any Timmies, but uh, be nice. You know, that be 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 good, better than most. But there's just this weird subjective standard of goodness is good enough. And most parents I know, most people I know, kids still get presents. Right. There's like they I don't know anyone personally that's like, yep, yeah, every year lump of coal. Right. <laughs> you know? Well yeah. And I, I mean what I see parents do more often is they try to leverage it for good behavior in right. their kids. Right. You know, that's the whole the elf on the shelf thing is you Creepy. know right, you know that you're trying to leverage the the naughty nice list for, for good behavior, which is marginally effective. But the, the other thing that, that can get confused th- this time of year is that the Santa story tends to focus on what I want. It's my, my list of, of things that I desire. And the gospel, and it's okay to desire things, sure. but the, the gospel really is more about what God wants for me. It, it, it's, it's focused on him, not just on me. Yeah, I think that a lot of times we, we grow up so indoctrinated with not just the Santa stuff, but so indoctrinated with this idea that God should give me what I want. You know, that at Christmas, Santa gives me what I want as long as I'm good. Uh, and, and we start, we, we kind of see God through that lens, you know, that that we we climb into God's lap and we, we, you know, let him know all the things that we want. And then we expect to receive them. And then if we don't receive them, either we weren't good enough Except that's usually not what we think, right. because our entire life experience, we've never been on the naughty list. We've right. always been good enough, he's and so enough. he's not good enough. Santa, Santa delivers what I want, but God doesn't give me what I want. That means he's not good enough. And I think that you got to be awfully careful about drilling that message into children. You know, from right. an early age, because I, we, I know enough adults that struggle with that message. We got to we got to put an end to that idea that God's not good enough because he doesn't give me what I want. All that to be said that Christmas 
and Santa, I mean, they're not exactly enemies. You know, there is an element, you know, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave. You know, he gave a gift. Yeah, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. It's this gift freely given. So, uh, yeah, I think gifts at Christmas time are a, total appro- a totally appropriate way of celebrating the birth of Jesus. It is. It's a really beautiful thing, I think, Yes. to, to give g- gifts to one another. And I, I'm not really a gift guy, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't draw a lot from receiving gifts, um, but I think it's a really beautiful demonstration of the gospel. Yeah, I do too. Well, we want to wish you guys all uh, a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. <laughs> yeah, so, that's and uh, whatever you're and, celebrating, and enjoy, enjoy the whatever cup you know, whatever your cup looks like of the beverage of your choice. Well, if you don't like the Starbucks cup, you can always go to Dunkin' Donuts. They yeah, they'll they'll take care of you there. Their coffee's better anyway. So. Yeah, it's cheaper too, that's but. Right. Uh, and we wanted to kind of close this podcast with just a, a reading of the Christmas story from Luke. This is from Luke 2. It says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and a glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby in clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone back into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Merry Christmas, everyone. There won't be a podcast episode coming out next Thursday because of the Christmas holiday, and then we will be into the new year. So uh, hopefully you'll uh, stay with us and, and keep listening into 2018.